welcome to Leading Hope. So glad you're with us today. My name is VJ Williams. I'm with my friend and drummer, Kevin Jack. <laughs> he is awesome and pastor. So glad you guys are here taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. The easiest way to remember is to subscribe right now, wherever you are, on whatever platform you're on. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and get this automatically delivered to you every Wednesday morning. Also, uh, share this with a friend on YouTube, Facebook, or uh, Instagram, and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. Uh, Share it with your friends and your teams, and then visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, we continue the series uh, of Audacity leadership in audacity and uh, today you've entitled this episode 129 129 the audacity to dream yeah so so we talked last week in our kickoff to this audacious leadership series Uh, we talked about just kind of this word audacity and its role within leadership and just to remind you audacity has two definitions it is um first off a willingness to take bold risks and then it is also rude or disrespectful behavior and we said so much of leadership is All of leadership is the first definition, but also so much of it can even fall into the second category. That's not a license to be a jerk. (laughs) That's not a license to be rude. But it is this piece of to say, to say like, I'm improving on the past. You should come join us here. You should do this. Can come across as disrespectful. It could be viewed that way. And so we want you to see that like all of leadership should have this kind of, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm in the edge of the cliff. This is this is nuts. I don't quite know what's going on. This audacious feel to it in that in that if you're there, that's an okay thing. And we, we want you to feel at home in that a little bit, to feel at home in the audacity. And the real goal of this series is that your audacity would increase. Yes. That you would understand that like, yes, I can lead 20 people, yes, that feels audacious, but 20, your thing, it could be 200, it could be 2,000, it could be 20,000, it could keep going. And to say, like, you you do this for a while, you you lead for a while, and over time, that that craziness that I'm going to stand up and speak publicly and tell all these people through an amplified device what should be going on. (laughs) And they go, that feels crazy at first, and then it starts to feel normal. And to say it's probably at its best when it feels nuts. You're probably at your best when it's got this, man, this is bold. This is nuts. I don't quite know what I'm doing. It feels like I'm in over my head even making these statements. And that's an okay thing. So good. So I want to talk today about the audacity to dream. And so what we're really talking about is vision. but But this is not the audacity to have a vision because vision becomes the corporate term. Vision is the corporate term for the real thing that is happening, which is dreaming, dreaming of a better future. But I want to talk about it using the corporate language first off, kind of the more common business terminology. So vision is defined as a preferred picture of what the future should look like. So if we could just touch on that for just a second, like the idea that I know what is preferred and what the future should look like is audacious at the course. So to like even the act of coming up with a vision statement, the future would be better if it looks how I think it should look is nuts. Like that is like that is like it borders on 
arrogant, not just audacious. And so we acknowledge that piece first off. But then there's this other side that's, <coughs> excuse me, that's also oh important within it is to say, like, if the vision isn't big, it's not compelling. And I don't mean size. I don't mean numbers. I mean, like, like if it's not this sense of, like, man, this is meaningful and important and it won't be easy and it might not happen, there's nothing about that that is compelling within a vision. And, um, I remember reminded of this quote, um, dream no small dreams for they have no power to move the hearts of men. <laughs> Dream no small dreams, for they have no power to move the hearts of men. And so even coming up with a vision is audacious, but the audacity of the vision determines how significant it is. If you're going to come up with a vision that is meaningful, if you're going to have a dream of the future, that matters, that is going to compel people to action, that is going to cause you to raise your level of who you are and what you can do as a leader and your skill set. It has to be audacious at the core. Yeah. And like there should be, I, I can remember um, years ago coming up with a vi the vision to baptize 1,041 people yeah. and just being like, I don't know if we can do that. I don't, I, I'm really not sure. And like, that is how you should feel. Right. That is how you should feel in the process. You should feel in over your head like you have no clue what's going on. And so let's uh, let's just kind of break this down just a little bit in terms of where that falls within vision. Is I want you first off. I want you to when you look at your vision, when you look at your dream, and let me let me give a couple categories real quick. Like when you look at your dream, whether it's written down or not, I think you do need to write it down because when you write it down, it becomes real. But when oh, you look good. at your dream uh, for your team, for yourself, for your family, for your organization, when you look at your dream and you actually put pen to paper, there should be a part of you that is a little timid to share it. There should be a piece of you that goes... Well, you're working on it. I don't. I don't really want somebody looking over my shoulder. Yeah. I, I don't want them checking out what I'm doing because I feel a little nuts to put this down. And if you don't feel nuts, it's not going to be big enough to compel anyone else to action. And so I, I want you to understand. Maybe this is like the whole idea of the series and why this is so important is that so much of leadership is practical, but also so much of leadership feels ridiculous <laughs> that they're like, there's so many things within leadership that you go, yes, this is real. This is obvious. This is practical, but also this PC you can go, this is crazy. This is nuts. I don't know how I'm doing what I'm doing. Like this just feels ridiculous at the core. And I want you to feel at home in the ridiculousness. <laughs> I want you to be comfortable with the audacity that it takes to lead. So let me talk through just a little bit components of coming up with that vision and then V, I'll turn it over to you cool. and see where you want to head. And so here's the parts of vision that as you're going through it, as you're looking at dreaming for the better future, that should feel audacious. Um, first one is identifying the problem. Identifying the problem that you're trying to solve should feel audacious. It shouldn't be simple. Um, I, I kind of view it as like this. I, I really view it as, uh, for the most part, most of the easy problems have been solved. <laughs> uh, they've been solved because they were easy. 
And so my guess is that the problem that you're trying to solve is going to involve different areas, different expertise. It's going to have a broader skill set that's going to touch different spheres of life, different areas of culture. And that's why it hasn't been solved yet. So when you look at the thing that you want to accomplish, it's going to be complex. And to actually name that as a problem is going to feel audacious. The, the second piece is to daydream, to have a thought as to how the world could be better if it was solved, what the world would look like if it was solved. And, and, and if you know, if you've gone through any like vision casting, like book resource material is one of the best things that you can do is you can create a vivid picture of what the preferred future should look like. To even spend your time imagining that is audacious. To spend your time looking through that and thinking through that is audacious. And then the, the last piece of vision is to is to start to think through resource allocation in order to solve the problem to live into the preferred future. To, to go through, this is the kind of financial resources we need. These are the other equipment and tools we're going to need. This is the human capital resources that we're going to need. This is the talent that we're going to need a part of it in order to do it. Like to think through all those things, what you're going to realize is you're going to go, this lives beyond myself. This lives way beyond my means in order to accomplish this. I'm going to need resources that I don't currently have. And I'm going to have to find them somewhere. They're going to have to come in and knock on my door or something like that. And that piece should go, I am solving a problem that is complex. I'm living into a future that is uncertain and I need resources that I don't currently have. Now, who would come up with that? Yeah. Who? Unreasonable people would. <laughs> like people ridiculous who, who people. like, yeah, r ridiculous people would. Audacious people would. And so I want you to know, like, if you're going to do something that's going to move the hearts of men and women, just old quote, just to be clear, if you're going to move something that is going to stir people to action, it has to be ridiculous. It has to be audacious at the core, because to even dream about the future is audacious. I think, uh, man, so much there that um, is is true, yet untapped and for us uh trying to lead uh to the best of our abilities uh, you hit it on the head with uh you said a vision doesn't matter if it isn't compelling yeah for it to be compelling it has to be audacious yeah because if 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 everyone's already doing it and it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing then no one wants to keep trying absolutely to do it. absolutely <laughs> Like, uh, and that's, that's crazy to me. Uh, um, and I think it's this weird thing to go like, uh, so many people, when they look at this, they, they assume if I could say it is like, um, the, the people who become leaders are the people who name the problems and propose a solution. Yeah. Their, their solution doesn't even have to be right. Right. I, I laughed at the presidential presidential election years ago. Um, whenever uh, it was kind of getting to the end and uh, Bernie Sanders was one of the Democrat leaders. It came down to Hil him and Hillary and uh, Donald Trump was one of the Republican leaders. And I was it just made me laugh because they were both speaking of the problems in the same language, but they have radically different solutions. Yeah. And oh, no, I, I'm sure you have an opinion as to who's right. I, I would say it is like time will tell. Who's right. right. Time will tell. 
I hope I don't give away any political allegiances. So just go like, history will prove which side of history we want. Yeah, there we go. Within that. And, and to look at it and to go, to both so clearly name the problem and assume that their solution was the correct solution is audacious. But there is like, there is a piece of that that is so important. And I'm not trying to delve into the political process because I know if you touch anything in the political process, it's so toxic that you could assume that I'm affirming something that's toxic. And I'm not, Okay. I'm not, but to assume like your solution cannot be acted upon if it, it isn't clear. Right. In order to say this is the clear solution is so nuts. Yeah. Like it's so nuts, but it's what leaders need to do. Yeah. And I think for the time that we have left, and we've got a good amount of chunk of time here, I think you started down the road of components of vision and you talked about the problem investigating daydreaming which you probably need to put some context around daydreaming <laughs> like first of all like people think of daydreaming as a bad word oh gotcha uh so you know obviously i know what you're talking about but maybe someone else wouldn't know what you're talking about there um but at the end of the day um and i love planning future resources that you don't have yet that's a great obvious how because most of us want this i don't know anyone that doesn't want to have this audacious uh, you know maybe they wouldn't admit it but it, when they go home at night, like, man, I wish I thought more boldly, or I wish I thought in this way, right? Yep. So the question becomes is how? <laughs> how do you begin to dream to be be audacious? And, and what do we have to leave behind in oh, yeah, order yeah, yeah. to start to yeah. do it? Because you can't I, can't, I can't think the way I think and, and also think this way. Yeah. So there's, if, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a shift. So let's just start to name a couple of them. Yeah. And we say, if if you're going to lead, you have to be audacious. If you're going to have a vision, if you're going to dream about a better future, it is audacious. And so the the necessary things that have to be left behind is like um, the possibility of failure. Most people are not comfortable with the possibility of failure. Yeah. And you have to leave that behind. Yeah. The desire to not be criticized. Good. You have to assume Criticism. We've talked about this at length. Like the the price of impact is criticism. Yeah. That that's just the nature of it. And so you have to assume criticism. What smart person leaves comfort to embrace criticism? Yeah. The person who cares enough about the future in order to pursue it. And so we talk about like there's all these tangible things. Uh, certainty, clarity. <laughs> we need these resources. Where are you going to get it from? No idea. <laughs> Like the stability of your life, all these different things that are associated with leadership live on the edge. Like the, it's like the edge of the cliff. Like I have a fear of heights. Yes, you do. Yep. I've told you about that. Yep. Um, Seen it. Like I watch, uh, I watch the videos of like people <laughs> yeah. like climbing buildings, jumping from uh, like these people who just like death defying odds. And I'm telling you, I've got the video on my phone in my hand and my hands start to sweat. sweat. Like, it's just like, I cannot watch it, let alone like to do it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, to watch it is crazy. <laughs> And there's this piece I have other people that they've spoken. I've heard conversations about leaders. Like I have no idea how they do what they do. Yeah. And they go, well, there's a piece of me that goes, there's got to be something that's a little off. Yeah. There's got to be something that's a little wrong, not firing right. Oh, that's good. okay. But the other piece is to go, the real thing that's driving it 
is they care so much about the future and they want to solve this problem that they're willing to take that risk. Yeah. They're willing to embrace that criticism. They're willing to remove the certainty and the clarity because it matters. Yeah. Those are great things that we need to leave behind in order to even establish yeah. that next thought process of dreaming. Uh, there's also this part of it's okay to, and this is hard for, uh, that I had to get over for myself is, um, Sometimes I'll say things that are so audacious that people will make fun of you. Like, yeah. Like, because it's you. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, I I wasn't okay with that for a while, right? It was like, wait. Because you want to defend yourself. Yeah, I wanted to, yeah. And not only defend myself, is like, I also was saying, well, why don't you ever say something that would put you out there? Yeah. Oh, because you're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. But then I had to think, no, 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 no. That's just, they haven't gotten to the point of where they're going to be. But don't worry about them making fun of you for something that may seem outlandish or ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's if you're going to live audaciously and think like that, people are going to make fun of you. Yeah. Like when Elon Musk came out, you know, with the t they're like, oh, whatever, loser. We're gonna go to the. <laughs> we're gonna go to Mars. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. And, and so. But it's like it's on its way. Yeah. And so people will make fun of you. Yeah. And that's good, yeah. even though it doesn't feel good. And so I would say, like, at the at the very core, if we could get this, like, leadership conceptually down to the ground, like, uh, when you sit in a room with people and you say, we can do this, or we should solve this, or we need to put our effort and energy towards making this happen, and they look at you like you're a little nuts, you're right where you should yeah, be as a leader. That's great. Like, if they're looking at you and they're going, what? Yep. Because I want people to go, I want to go, this is the hill we need to take. And them to go, yeah, let's go. This is the best thing ever. And that's not what happens when you're really audacious. You go, this is the hill we need to take. And they're like, really? Yep. Can we take this smaller hill? Yeah. This can, one's closer. Can, yeah. Can we take this other hill yeah. without any enemies on it? Anything yeah. like that? Yeah. No. No. This hill. And then yeah. it's like a. I guess we're going to try to take the hill. <laughs> I guess this is what we're going to do. And then it morphs over time, and then it becomes, we're going to take that hill. Yeah. We have to take that hill. And then the hill is taken. And that is what it looks like to lead, to dream with audacity. That's it. We're going to leave it right there. Yeah. Anything else? Done. Okay, no. cool. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, now is the time to do that. It'd mean the world to us if you did it. Also, to post about it, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how those few extra minutes will help us get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online. Click the contact. Send that to us. We'd love to hear from you. Come back next week. It's going to be great. Remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Make it count.